Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where every week I bring you a dynamic guest. Today our guest is Mimi Donaldson, and she's going to talk about Pitch Perfect, Seek to Grow Your Business in Seven Simple Steps. Let me tell you a little bit about Mimi. Mimi is a superstar in the speaking business, keynoting with celebrities for audiences of thousands. Her rare combination of sophisticated humor and solid content makes her one of America's most popular funny females. Mimi has created speeches for executives, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and sales staff, including Betsy Myers, former executive director at Harvard Center for Public Leadership at the Kennedy School of Government, and Dan Morardi, national radio personality and sideline commentator for the LA Kings. She is an official speech coach for TEDx Talks and TED Talks. She coached all nine of the TEDx speakers at TEDx Loyola Marymount University in October 2018. She was the pitch coach on ABC's TV's American Inventor, coaching the contestants to success persuading the judges and all of America. Before starting her speaking and coaching business, she was a human resources specialist with Walt Disney Company, Northrop Aircraft, and Rockwell International. She has a master's degree from Columbia University Teachers College. Her latest book is Pitch Perfect, Speak to Grow Your Business in Seven Simple Steps. She is also the author of three other books, Negotiating for Dummings, selling almost 2 million copies and translated into six languages, Bless Your Stress, It Means You're Still Alive, and Necessary Roughness, New Rules for Contact Sport of Life. Welcome, Mimi. I am so happy to have you on the show today. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. I'm honored to be interviewed by you. I've heard you speak so much. You are so amazing <laughs> and funny. You always made me crack up. So I want to ask you, why is it so important that women speak to grow their career business? Oh, you've asked me the question of my vision. Um, My vision is equality for women worldwide, and the only way we're going to do it is to find our voice and claim our power with our words. We have our words. And so having been a keynote speaker for over 30 years, that's what I know how to do is help you create speeches so that when people say, well, who are you? What do you do? You have an answer that people are going to go, oh, wow, yeah. That's what I teach. What about business entrepreneurs? Um, the business is always, no matter how great at social media you are, eventually, if you're going to work with somebody, 
one-to-one or if they're going to buy you above all the other financial planners in the world or above they're going to buy your product above all the other products like yours, if they're going to choose you, they're going to have to identify and like you and trust you and know you. And the best way to do it still after all these years and all this technology is eyeball-to-eyeball conversation or phone-to-phone conversation. And you need to know what to say. A lot of women um, have been reluctant. And when somebody says, what do you do? You go, um, well, you don't need to say, um, well. <laughs> you can just that's come true. out with it. And that's what I help people to do. As far as connecting on a content level, you say you have to deliver your speech in the right order. What, why does this right. matter? Oh, my gosh. Robbie, if I've learned nothing else, from being on in front of people for over 30 years, it's that people want to hear information in a certain order. The first thing they're looking at you and the question in their brains is, why should I listen to you? What's in it for me? So it goes against all of the speakers that have been taught to say, well, let me tell you my story right at the top. Unless you're famous, and I've, I've spoken with a lot of famous people and that gets the butts in the seats and people want to hear their story. But most speakers like you and me and people who have their own business and are growing it, they need to lead with the need. And that's the most important four words I'll, I'll say in this whole interview. Lead with the need of that person you're talking to. So it means you have to do some hard work. And the first step in my seven simple steps that I talk about in the book is all about leading with the need and finding out what people need. So, for instance, if I always say things like, does the thought of speaking in front of a group about what you do make you sweat and keep you up at night? Now, that's something that people will go, yeah, I really, I really need a really great sentence to answer when people say, what do you do? And so it's a certain order that gets people nodding and smiling the whole time. That is so true. For the person who is deadly afraid to speak but knows they need to do so in order to grow their business, what advice do you have for them to help them get over their fears? Well, you know, I always say there's two levels you speak on. One is the visceral level that the uh, right brain, people connect with you immediately or they don't. And the only way you can break the connection is to make them nervous. So that word nervousness, I don't like that word because what it really means, if you take nervousness apart, it means excitement. It means that it's energy. Um, that you're feeling because you're going to speak. It's this challenge and this rush of adrenaline. So you can either put it into nervous little habits, like fidgeting with your hands or going, um, 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 or you can convert it into positive energy. And energy is the most important characteristic of any speech. Don't you think? I absolutely do. Well, how did you get into coaching speeches? Well, um, it's what I've done. I, oh, Robbie, this is such an interesting story. 
I actually was speaking for money on the keynote stages of Fortune 500 companies. But at the same time, for all those 30 years, I was helping to write my friends' speeches for their, to grow their business. So I was doing it for free. I called it mentoring. And <laughs> I know you do your share of doing that because women need us and us as role models. So people would say, oh, Meme, i got to speak in front of the chamber for 20 minutes. Can you help me with the speech? I was, yes, yes. I called it mentoring. Well, about 10 years ago, a woman said to me after we wrote her speech, Mimi, I would have paid you for this. And I said, what? It changed my life. And she said, I would have paid you for this because it has value in the world. And we we fall into the women trap of thinking, if I'm really good at this and I love doing it, why would I charge for it? What? That's so crazy but that's the thinking that we get ourselves trapped so I started charging and then I didn't want to jump on airplanes anymore and and so the coaching overtook the speaking well you're good at it I know that do you coach professional speakers as well as entrepreneurs yeah that's how I started I was at a conference and I got a standing ovation and this woman didn't. And she said, why can you? And I said, cause your speech isn't funny and you have 41 PowerPoint slides. And yeah. So I, she said, can you help me? And she was so great. And I said, yeah. And she said, I'll pay you. And I said, Oh, okay. And so it started me, I coached keynoters like her way before I started coaching TED Talk speakers. TED Talk is a fairly new thing, and they only get 15 minutes. And I love coaching the TED speakers, but it's keynoting. It's the, it's the same thing. You have to have a really great idea worth sharing. Well, tell us a little bit more about TED Talks. I know that there's another uh, one called Sue Talks, which is very much like that. Yes, it's very similar. You have a limited time, and the limit, the time limit, I think, makes people a better speaker. We still use the seven steps of, of logic, of how people want to hear information, but we do it in a shorter way, which actually takes longer. Um, it, it takes longer because every sentence has to be really good and quotable, and people should be reaching for their paper and pen to take it down. It's kind of like when you hear somebody and you're, you have a thought, oh, I got to write that down. Well, in a TED Talk, that should occur about every 60 to 90 seconds. <laughs> it's a high standard. But I, that's my standard. Um, what do you think makes an effective TED Talk? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, first, you have to have something more than your story. I mean, your story could be interesting, but I kind of I kind of want to know what are you doing for the world right now? The TED Talk motto is ideas worth sharing, and you kind of have to have contributed something to the world. It doesn't have to be completely unique, but it has to be your experience, the dues you've paid, and what you've learned 
out of the dues you've paid. In fact, here's how I, my first appointment with any TED speaker or TEDx speaker goes like this. I say, imagine you have 10 minutes left on earth and then you're going to cease to exist. And God or whoever you believe in, the voice comes into your head and says, Mimi, you have to spend your last 10 minutes on stage and the audience is going to be the world. What three things do you need to tell them before you leave this earth that will really help shorten their school of hard knocks? And then that gets people thinking. That's always the first phone call. And then they go, some people go, my recent client said, oh, wait, I have two of them right now. I can think of two of them right now. So it's kind of the most important things you've learned. And also, we're interested in how you learned them. <laughs> does that make wow. sense? Yeah, it does. Why does your coaching include a professional introduction to introduce the speaker? Is that always necessary? Oh, gosh. Robbie, I'm telling you, I learned this from the School of Hard Knocks. People get up on stage, and if they don't have a perf- uh, an introduction that serves a couple of purposes, then it takes them five minutes to sort of warm up the audience and explain their bio. And it's a waste of time and it's boring. So the, the keynote speakers that I have been on the circuit with, the professional ones who get paid, always have a professional introduction. And it's, it's short and sweet. It follows a certain um, formula. You put your most famous thing first in case people tune out. And then at the end, you do a call to action. The introducer can do it for you so that you don't have to, oh, she's available for speech coaching. And, oh, she has a book I could buy. Oh, okay. So you you don't seem like a salesy person when you first get out there because the introducer just did it for you. So my programs, whether I'm coaching an entrepreneur or a TED Talker or a keynoter, always includes, we will write your professional introduction. It'll be really good. And then you send it to the person two weeks before you speak. You bring a copy always because they might not have it. You carry one in your car in case the person at your networking meeting says, oh, our speaker's sick and couldn't show up. Could you speak right now? And you go, yes. And you go back to your car and you get your introduction. I'm really, really, here's why I learned it, Robbie. I was on a program with 1,500 guys. I was the only female keynoter. And the guy had my introduction, but he said, oh, you're so fun. I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to, and he gets up on stage. And they needed to know my master's from Columbia because that would impress them. They were that kind of group that it would really speak to. Oh, no. He said, you know, Mimi's our next, our luncheon speaker, and she's just a hoot. She's so fun. Did you know she was a cheerleader in high school? And she's so much fun to have lunch with. Here's Mimi Donaldson. That's how oh, he introduced wow. me to these high-level, PhD, you know, really high-level people. And I had a choice at that moment. I could either do my introduction myself. And in other words, make him wrong, you know, kind of like, you cast shade on him. 
Or I could be the happiest person in the room and just let it go and go into my speech. And I did. I brought up the Columbia University thing, you know, kind of very sneakily in there in a content point. But I just, you, you have to go with what people give you because I have a, even a chapter in the book that says, as a speaker, you have to be the happiest person in the room. You really do. Yeah, because you have and to pass that on to the exactly. You have to kind of pass they your will. energy on to the audience so that they're having a exactly. good time. And they have to like you. I learned that. I was standing in line after the plane was delayed, and it was 2 in the morning at a Pennsylvania hotel, and they had given away my room. It was guaranteed late arrival, but for some reason it wasn't late arrival enough. And I was standing there, and I was, like, yelling. I lost it. And I'm yelling, and a person in the lobby who had just finished, like, a really late party um, said, Mimi? Like, they heard me screaming and not being nice. Mimi? And I went, you know me? And she said, yeah, I have your tape in my car. In other words, back then I was still selling cassette tapes of my speaking because that's what people wanted. She recognized my voice from tape in her car, which means she was at a speech. She was she spent money getting me into her car. And now I'm a bad person screaming at the hotel people. I learned such an important lesson. I never did that again. I was the happiest yeah. person in the room. You can't, your whole reputation depends on what you're doing when you think nobody's looking. Wow. <laughs> I want to take the last, we have about 11 minutes. I want you to really go into, tell us about yourself, how they can get a hold of you, and give us some input on your book and why you wrote them. Okay. Well, this is so interesting because, you know, I've taught effective presentation skills in the Fortune 500. That was my favorite class to teach when I was in human resources. And then people said, oh, you're so funny, you should be a, a stand-up comedian. So I tried that for a little while, no. So I put a humor into my keynotes. There's even a chapter in my book, Pitch Perfect, on how to be funny. Like, what are the... Like, how can you make even the most serious speech kind of bring a smile? There's some techniques that you could use besides telling a funny story. I don't tell funny stories that are pretend joke stories. But there's humor if you just look around and if you have a mindset of something funny is going on. You can find things funny in everyday life, and I just start writing them down. I put them in my speeches. So the Pitch Perfect book has a chapter on each of the seven steps. And the first one, of course, you know that people are asking, do you know me? Why should I listen to you? And you lead with the need. And the second step goes on from there. They say, well, what you got? And you tell them your solution. And then it goes from there. And, of course, the last step is the call to action. So when you buy the book, you can actually see all the stuff I will help you with with coaching. When you book me as your speech coach, then we actually write the speech. So we use all the information in a book. You get the book if you're my client, 
and we write the speech. We write your introduction. We write your 30-second networking intro. Um, we do those kinds of things in my, in my speech coaching. So How did you the get the idea available. for the book? Well, people said, do you have this somewhere in a book? <laughs> That's how I wrote all four of my books. The first one was, do you have this somewhere that I can buy? And I went, no, I just have handouts. If you book me as your instructor in the company, and they went, no, no, we just want a book. So the negotiating book, the stress book, the uh, assertive communication book, which is a necessary roughness, this is all stuff I've taught. And the pitch perfect stuff is stuff I taught in effective presentation skills. And it's the stuff I've been doing free for my women friends for years. So I just put it all in the book. And now it's just wonderful because that's my fourth book. And I think that might be my last content book. Oh, you're such I a think, great writer. How can they get I'm your not, book? And, and then I think you said well, something you, about they get coaching with you or something. Uh, oh, so yeah. Tell us a little oh, bit about that. I have a really nice offer because people hear this broadcast and they think, you know, I connected with something. She's really a good talker, but I still have some questions. So I offer a 30-minute complimentary totally no cost to you, conversation with me. And before that, I will study your website. I'll study anything you send me so that the 30 minutes, you really get value out of it. And then you can decide if we're matched to work together as me being your speech coach. So I love that call. It's like a really exciting thing for me to do. And everybody gets value and they can see what it would be like to work with me. So that you can go to MimiDonaldson.com. That's my website, where you can also buy the book, uh, by the way, uh, and under books or shop. or Yeah, no, I think it's under books. But this is, you know, all over every page of my website says sign up for this free 30-minute call. And you can do that, and I'll get back to you with some times, and we'll talk about your specific needs because – the thing that makes you a good speaker about your business is you, is your words. And so, and the other part of not being nervous is to have great words. If my clients say, oh, Mimi, I can't wait to do this speech. I love what we've done. Then I know my work here is done. That's, that's what I want. And then you'll be less nervous too. As a coach, if people come to you and they say, well, you know, I want to speak and I'm not really sure what my topic should be, is that something you help them pull out as well? Hmm. What an interesting question. Yes. Yes, because they always, some people come to me with a topic that I say, well, have you paid your dues in that? And they go, no, I just like to talk about it. And I go, well, we we really aren't going to give you a dime or book you to speak unless you really have paid some dues and sometimes people think it's a real different thing to speak and I go no no you speak what you really live your speaking topic is obvious to me but it might not be obvious to you so yeah that 30 minute call can go a long way in figuring that out 
<laughs> One of the things I say to people, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think PowerPoint is really out because people want to feel you and hear your story. And if you got all that stuff up on the screen, they're watching that, and they're not paying attention to you. What do you think about that subject? Well, yeah, the recent TED Talk client that I just finished um, coaching, and she's going to do her TEDx at the end of February, um, yeah, she has some PowerPoints, but it's for statistics, and it's for things that prove her points, and it's for um, a picture of somebody that they really need to picture. Uh, so I think some TEDx's allow it, and then, of course, you're going to have six or seven at the most, but, you know, not 40. But some TEDx's say no, no PowerPoint, just speak. Oh, that's okay, too. But everybody has their own preference. Some corporations still want PowerPoint because it proves that you're, you've got content. I know. But if you're going to get paid thousands of dollars, you follow what the guidelines are that they have in their company. Well, that's true. So um, <laughs> have you ever had any people doing TEDx that were really nervous, but then after they worked with you, they felt real confident? Because you're such a great oh, trainer. Oh, yes. Well, you can't memorize word for word unless you want to drive yourself crazy. You memorize, after we write it, we get it down to thought groups and bullet points. And when you deliver from bullet points, then pretty soon you can deliver without bullet points. And the thing about my seven-step formula is it's so logical that if you lose your place, you just think, okay, what, what question did I just answer for you? You look at the audience and you just know that after the solution comes, you know, why should they follow you? Why, who are, why are you the one? And that's step three. So kind of it's very logical, and it will help you memorize your speech. And I want people okay. to get off the script as soon as to, possible. Well, we have about three minutes, so I want you to tell them again how they can get uh, your book and, and coaching and, and, your, and connect with you. Oh, Robbie, you're so sweet. You're so unselfish. This is why you're such a great interviewer and a role model for all the women who know you. I mean – it's so cool that you don't make the interview about you, that you make it about them. You know, I just really admire you for that. Chokes me up. Thank you. Okay, so here's my last little call to action. You can buy my book at my website, MimiDonaldson.com, or you can go to Amazon. And to sign up for a 30-minute call, which I really hope you guys will do because I would love to talk to each of you. It's the most exciting part of my day, either coaching or talking to potential speakers. And that you can sign up for on MimiDonaldson.com. That's so fabulous. I, You know, I've heard you oh, speak Robbie. over the years, and no matter where I have recommended you, they always say, to, oh, my God, she was the best we ever had. And oh, I funny love and, making you look good. I love it. So, anyway, uh, I'm happy. And now when I hear people or meet somebody to coach them, I know exactly what you do and how you can help them. So that is wonderful. So I want to thank, thank you, you so much for being on the show today. And um, 
the um, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to listen to this and get in touch with you. So thank you very, very much. And we thank will you, be Robbie. in touch soon. Take care now. Thank you. You too. This is Robbie Motter of Diva Strategies for Success. You've just heard my talk with Mimi Donaldson. Next week on the 20th at 4 p.m., my speaker will be Barbara Berg. And you need, she also is very funny and has written quite a few books. So you want to tune in and be sure to hear her and the, the message that she has. I'll talk to you um, later, and I hope to talk to you and remember that when the, we're doing it live now, but the show gets archived. And again, Robbie Motter, Diva Strategies for Success. Um, tune in and hear our speakers and go back and listen to some of the speakers I've interviewed in the past. They're all great. And if you want to be on my show, send me an email, rmotter at aol.com. Thank you so much.